0: Welcome to NASA Talks. In today's NASA Talks podcast, we'll be talking with NASA's president, Melanie Center-Lubin, who also serves as Maryland's Securities Commissioner. For the next 30 minutes or so, Melanie and I will discuss her views on issues of interest to those who follow the work of NASA and individual state and provincial securities regulators in the US, Canada, and Mexico. Melanie, welcome. I really appreciate you taking the time to join the NASA Talks podcast. Let me be one of the first to congratulate you on being elected NASA's 2021-2022 president.
1: Thanks, Jeannie. I'm very pleased to join the NASA Talks podcast. I'm also honored and humbled to serve as this year's NASA president.
0: Before we get started, tell me a little bit about yourself and your role at NASA.
1: So before I talk about myself, I really would like to start by acknowledging NASA's immediate past president, Lisa Hopkins. Lisa is West Virginia's Securities Commission's general counsel and their senior deputy commissioner of securities. Lisa had an incredible year, despite how challenging it was with the pandemic. She successfully led this organization with visionary leadership, skillful mentorship, and incredible eloquence and grace.
0: So
1: as far as I'm concerned. Um, I joined the Maryland Division of Securities 35 years ago this October, and I've been involved with NASA for just about as long as I've been a securities regulator. This amount of time has given me a front row seat to many changes in the capital markets, but the one constant is that I remain as driven today by the same commitment to investor protection that led me to join the Securities Division right out of law school and to stay for all these years. I'm committed to ensuring that NASA remains a vibrant and successful organization with opportunities for our members, especially our newer members and administrators to engage in the work that we have underway. As Lisa Hopkins has said, NASA is far stronger and more effective when we work together toward our common goals. And I could not agree more.
0: Wow, you you really have shown a commitment to working with your fellow members and regulators to ensure the success of NASA's mission. So looking forward to this coming year, who has joined your leadership team?
1: So we're privileged to have within our membership an incredible wealth of exceptionally skilled individuals, both new and people who are seasoned from across North America. We're also so fortunate that these skills run deep within the NASA community. So Andrew Hartnett of Iowa has been elected our new president elect. We're also pleased to welcome new board members, Marnie Gibson of Kentucky and Diane Young Spitzer of Massachusetts. They will be joining our returning board members, Bill Beatty of Washington, Kevin Hoyt of New Brunswick, Claire McHenry of Nebraska, Leslie Van Buskirk of Wisconsin, and of course, Lisa Hopkins of West Virginia as our past president. I'm planning to work with the NASA board and corporate office to look for opportunities to deepen our bench and seek ways to expand the talent within our section committees and project groups to better position us for the future.
0: Oh, that's great, Melanie. Thank you. Looking ahead, what are some of your priorities for the association as you continue to advance NASA's agenda this coming year?
1: So during my tenure, we will continue to work with Congress and the SEC to advance our federal policy priorities. Those priorities focus on strengthening investor protection, especially for senior investors. Since January, Congress has taken steps to address several of the concerns that NASA has raised through our advocacy efforts. For example, the House recently passed a bill to establish a task force at the SEC that would coordinate with state regulators on efforts to protect elderly investors. In addition, lawmakers in the House and Senate introduced legislation to prohibit broker dealers and investment advisors from using mandatory pre-dispute arbitration agreements. Over the coming year, we will build on this early momentum. We expect that the House is going to hold a hearing to consider legislation to enhance the authority and independence of the SEC's investor advocate and to advance other NASA priorities, including legislation that would fund grants to help states combat senior fraud. We're optimistic that several lawmakers will join NASA to examine policy solutions around self-directed investment individual retirement accounts. We know that gaps in the oversight of SIDRAs increasingly threaten the retirement security of millions of Americans, and we're working with Congress to address those gaps. We also anticipate that NASA's involvement in digital asset policy making will continue to increase. In addition, we're going to continue to monitor government responses to the ongoing COVID-19 situation and continue for the duration of the pandemic to coordinate and share insights with NASA members about activities at the federal and state levels. To put all of this in context, NASA has a long tradition of working with Congress to promote sensible policies that protect investors, promote a healthy securities marketplace, and facilitate responsible capital formation. For example, NASA frequently provides comments on legislation that impacts investors in the markets, and our legislative agenda guides NASA's testimony and congressional correspondence. Our members also periodically testify before Congress, sharing our deep expertise in the securities markets and its impacts on retail investors.
0: Melanie, you certainly have a full agenda coming up this year. Um, I'd like to ask you about each of these areas going forward. So we certainly have our fair share of regulatory
1: issues on our plates for the coming year. I'll touch on a few of the issues that are priorities for me, as I'm sure they are for others. Those of you who know me or have seen me speak anywhere know my longstanding concern with expungement. You'll also probably know that it's always been NASA's position that expungement is an extraordinary remedy that should only be allowed in very limited circumstances. Despite most everyone's best intentions in this space, the current system of arbitrary ordered expungements does not operate within those parameters. So I'm looking forward to continuing our work this year with the SEC and FINRA on changes to the expungement process that will ensure that the remedy is obtained only under appropriate circumstances. Tightening the standards and procedures surrounding expungements is critical to stop the ongoing threat to the integrity of record keeping and to the critical information that regulators need to make licensing decisions, that firms need to make hiring decisions, and most importantly, that investors need in deciding whom to trust for their financial well-being. While we're talking about trust, specifically investor trust, I want to talk about regulation best interest. Maryland has always focused on investors' understanding with whom they're dealing. In fact, our investment advisor definition includes limitations on the use of terms that suggest to an investor that a financial professional may be a fiduciary, even if he or she is not. That focus has led to my long-held belief that all financial services professionals should act in the best interest of their clients. The NASA Reg BI Implementation Committee has been masterful in engaging and informing our members of the evolving regulations and statutes relating to Reg BI and in assessing how Reg BI is being implemented. In the longer term, the question is whether Reg BI will deliver and live up to its title. We're all paying close attention to the answer to that question, and I look forward to the results of the examinations being done under the auspices of our Reg BI committee and
0: to see their recommendations of what the future should be for that regulation. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, another area that is receiving heightened focus is uh, cryptocurrencies and digital assets, which, as we know, is appropriate given the astonishing growth in the size of this market.
1: Jeannie, I know, you know, the debate around that will continue in earnest about how do we want to regulate digital assets. At the state level, we've used our authority to shut down scams and unregistered activities, and we'll continue to use that authority to address illicit or violative conduct. This area is truly one where the soundbite the return of your money is as important as the return on your investment, resonates for investors and for all of us. NASA will strongly weigh in on this evolving issue with policymakers, and share our expertise in these areas to ensure that state regulators retain our authority to protect investors and retain our authority to regulate these products and services. Relatedly, the emergence and growth of platforms offering commission-free or discount trading combined with other services such as fractionalized shares, or crypto trading demands closer scrutiny by regulators. The fact that these apps are accessible to most anyone with a smartphone is, in my opinion, at best an investor education opportunity, and at worst, at your fingertips, financial gambling with very real money. Coupling that accessibility with digital nudges or prompts raises significant concerns over the potential danger that these apps present to novice investors or to those without the means to sustain significant losses. I'm not suggesting at all that these platforms are inherently bad, but I am concerned that they purposely encourage and might actually manipulate their users towards speculative trading habits that are harmful to investors in the markets. The fact that these innovations open the capital markets to investors or groups that might not otherwise have had access could really be a good thing, but the magnitude of profits being made through arrangements such as payment for order flow, along with a lack of investor understanding of the risks, all raise concerns that the practice invites fraud and other misconduct. Innovation is great, but the rules still have to
0: apply. That makes sense. Thank you, Melanie. Um, Melanie, I'd like to wrap up our discussion today with a topic of personal interest, not only to you, but to many in our audience. Recent events have led to a lot of evaluation and discussion about diversity, equity, and inclusion. What are your thoughts?
1: So diversity, equity, and inclusion
0: issues will remain in the
1: forefront for NASA, and I'm looking forward to the good work that I know our DEI committee will undertake this year as they continue to build on their impressive accomplishments of the past year. Recently, the NASA membership adopted a DEI statement reinforcing and supporting NASA's culture of inclusion and diversity of people, thought, voices, and experiences. The statement sets forth NASA's commitment to promote DEI in furtherance of our mission to protect investors, advance responsible capital formation, and ensure the integrity and efficiency of the capital markets. And I would recommend that our listeners jump on the website and take a look at the statement because it really does set forth NASA's priorities.
0: Melanie, thank you. This is going to be a very, very busy year for NASA and for you. And I really appreciate you taking the time today and joining us on this NASA Talks podcast. And we wish you all the best this coming year.
1: Thank you very, very much.